Season two, episode thirteen. Oh, so much going on! I got everything from that. Uh, you know, the I'm still reeling from that interview with Suzanne back in uh, you know, last week. And hey, look to my right, everybody. Oh, I got uh, Shirley up top. This coming in at the weirdest Brady Bunch screen you've ever seen. But. Uh, if y'all would practice passing a pencil to each other, that'd be great. <laughs> we have anything else to do? So we got. So I've got. I've got topics that I want to talk about. I've got. I've got the date like a caveman and how to date a caveman come up. I got the top ten things that I think you ought to be able to know, or you need to be prepared for before and during dating a caveman, and maybe even how to leave them, which might be more handy than how to date them. <laughs> So we got, so I got that coming on, and then I've got, god damn, the uh, the responses to uh, why don't you let people take you out on a date? Oh lord! So I have, uh, I kind of don't want to walk through my uh, my journeys of my uh, boundaries. I remember the first time I tried to enforce a, a solid set of boundaries on my ex. So, so kind of go through that, and I don't know. See where uh, boundaries just seem to be a big deal. Everybody is talking about they they want to have nothing more than safety in relationships, but they're saying it in so many different words. They're using words. So I'd like to address that at some point in time, but I don't have an organized brain tonight. I, I mean, I have I have these things written down, and we can follow them. And trip if you keep making noise like that, we're going to shock you. I, mean, I haven't had to use a shock feature yet, but the testing. He's really pushing it. I love you so much, buddy. This is going to hurt me more than hurt you. So I'm going to bring, uh, we're just going to talk about how things are going, right? Sure. This. Yep. We've been having some uh, crazy coincidences. I don't know. So we all, the three of us, we all believe in, uh, hey, wait a minute, too far. What was that? Did y'all hear that noise? I said it was too quiet. Did y'all hear that on y'all's end, or is it a, uh, something on my end? Might have been me. I moved my keyboard. Oh, because I thought it was a ghost telling me to shut up. There <laughs> it is. There. Alexa, shuffle Jeff's stuff playlist in the house. Shirley Park Station from Apple Music. It's saying she can't hear. That's music, though, right? It's playing. It's only because I don't know. Who knows? Oh, well, I wish I was very good. Yeah. So I don't have my brain's just not organized. Is that music too loud? Or can you hear it? I don't hear it. You don't hear it? Yeah, that'll be perfect. Can't hear it. All right. So my brain, as you can tell, is scattered. Why? Well, some people might say the weed. I don't think so. I have, well, Shirley, how are you doing today? My brain is unscattered. We'll stop right there. How are you doing today, Shirley? 
I'm doing pretty good. I've been getting used to the whole coincidences thing. It's not really a coincidence. It's, I think it's the universe and sometimes you what just can't that? put the pieces together. What does that mean? What does that mean coincidences aren't coincidences? Remember, remember, Miss Mabby, what if, what if it's the first time they've ever seen it, heard, heard this conversation? What are you, what are you talking about? Well, I mean, for me, I come from a scientific background and I figured everything had a logical explanation. And I probably, what, four months ago or so, realized that, no, things are happening that are not in my control, that are Ooh. kind of leading you to a certain path sometimes. But you still oh. have a choice. So let me ask you this. What happened four months ago that said that, hey, this is not a coincidence? What happened? What was that moment? That's a tower moment right there. And I'm sorry, everybody. We were off camera here. We were, before we started recording, we were just have this is what Spurgeon called it. We were having all kinds of, and so tower moments are moments in your life that you look back on and they've changed you. They've changed the course. You recognize there's they're, they're a recognizing, they're awakening, they're a change in life. So you said that something happened four months ago and you were, you realized it was not a coincidence. What was that tower moment? So part of it was, I think, seeing your videos on TikTok and that kind of prepped me for it and just seeing some of the things that were happening in your life. But for my life specifically, it definitely was um, when my mom died. My mom died at the end of uh, January. And just so many things mm. that happened that fell into place that made no sense. All right. So can we come back to that? Sure. So Diz, my producer Diz, uh, do you, what do you want to be called? Christy or Diz, either one. Doesn't matter. Diz works good because you're getting some. Uh, we'll make something up right here. <laughs> so how's your day going, lady? Very busy. Work, packing to move. Yeah. Packing to move where, man? To Oklahoma. Right. Is it's going to take in the wide open plains? Deer in the antelope play, and the goats are scared. <laughs> Smart goats, I tell you. We'll talk about what those rubber boots in the bag of trucks mean anyway next time. <laughs> so, Diz, what would you consider a tower, the last tower moment you've had in your life? The last tower moment? was probably the decision to move to Oklahoma because it didn't just involve me. It involved my family and trying to understand the reasons why I was doing it and all the changes that that life uh, would require as opposed to the life I was currently living. So there was a lot to sort out with that decision. How long does a decision like that take in this, in this instance? I'm trying to think. It, it was days. I, I don't think it was two weeks, but it was probably more than a week. Mm. I mean, it wasn't just, oh, let's do this. Um, you know, it was, I had the thought and then it was, well, what would that look like? And then it was, you know, what would it look like? And, and all the just, you know, 360 degrees from that decision of, you know, finances and family changes and lifestyle changes and, uh, you know, handling an actual move, you know, just all of it, how what would it affect my job, my day job and uh, everything else. So I would definitely say it was a tower moment to work through. So 
After these tower moments, surely. Yeah, how do you know that they're tower moments? What, how, and how do you know that they're right? How do you know the decisions you made are right? And how do you know the changes that you're making are right? Surely, how do you know? Well, for me, some of the changes are letting down my walls or letting people, you know, get closer to myself. And, and I mean, for me, the big one was crying. But how do you know that's right? How do you know crying is good? Because cr not crying you know? is bad. I mean, I, I've been living that life for years and it's horrible. Right. I mean, I'll cry at a sappy movie, but that was about it. I mean, my mom died and I didn't cry. So that's, I mean, it just didn't seem right. So would you say you didn't grieve your mom for a while properly because you couldn't cry? Oh, yeah, to some degree. Yeah. Huh. So, well, that's a little deep, but what is, what if the meditation that you started doing after your mom passed away, what if that was actually, that's just channeling grief and joy at the same time? Yeah, I think it's both. It's getting more in touch with my feelings as opposed to burying them and trying to hide them all. How would you hide them in the past? What would you bury them in in the past? If you don't mind me asking. <laughs> I just. Do we get too deep too quick? <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Just, I mean, just burying them and not, not showing them. But not showing them and not feeling them doesn't mean the same thing, does it? Did you feel them and just not show them anybody? Uh, so you just didn't do like, hey, there's a feeling. Yeah, fuck that. Let's go on. Yeah, right? pretty much. So this is well overdue. Oh, yeah. Alexa, pause. Well, what about you, Diz? How do you know that you're right? Dude, the, these tower moments and the decisions that you make on how do you know they're the right path? Because a lot of people don't trust themselves. And we've all, so the three of us have some, we have some trauma stuff in common from the past. And one of them is that we don't trust ourselves all the time. Well, mine and Diz don't know it's true. I don't trust myself either, but I have, you know, 50 years of being very spiritual. Um, having a channeled relationship with God. And so I rely heavily on synchronicities, pieces falling into place, my intuition, um, you know, what do I hear? Um, so I think it's a two-way conversation that I have. So I get feedback and it's not just relying on my primary thoughts of um, what's going on. Well, how do you get your feedback? Where's your feedback come from? Does a bush a burn in front of you? Does the sky open up? Does a man come down and visit you at the end of the night and say, hey, I'm Thor. You're, like, You're Thor. I am too. You've been here three nights a week. Sort of, but not quite so dramatic. <laughs> yeah, so what happens? How does it work? Hey, uh, I mean, hey, this it is be different every day. Uh, All right, hey, let's hear it. Sorry. It can be different every day. You know, like okay. yesterday I told you about the dragonfly that ended up, you know, Landing on the antenna of my car. Yeah, but tell yeah. them, not me. So I was uh, leaving my house and stopped at the back end of my car to put something in the back hatch. And 
a dragonfly came and landed on the antenna and it didn't just land and normally if you're opening up in a car and a bug is around the car they fly off think it's danger but this one it stayed there and landed and just like it wanted me to see it you know right and it didn't fly off until you know i got in the car and left so that's just a, a you know a sign uh, how do you know that's how do you know that's not just a tired dragonfly i need to take a rest and then it got stuck with the wind the wind's pushing against the thing it couldn't fly away from it I was like Fah! it's not trying the message is trying to give you stop the fucking car lady <laughs> right how do you know that's not the message uh faith and preponderance of evidence <laughs> you see enough signs you're okay to you believe them <laughs> But you know, it was like another day. Um, there's this um, there's a daily devotional email that I get every morning from a Christian radio station from when I lived in St. Louis. And you know, one day I was in my head about it, going, "Am I really doing the right thing?" And I opened it up, and you know, the the title of the email was, you know, "Say yes, accept the nudge." So it was like that was the nudge to keep going, you know, and. I get one of these at least once a day, at least through this process of, of the move and and everything. And, you know, and I do look for them now because I'm used to their being there. But you know, they were there when I was trying to pull out of you know my traumatic narcissistic family situation. That was months of having to have blind faith and believe. And what got me through it was all those signs and synchronicities when there was no one else to talk to or get feedback from. You know, I. I learned that skill of finding those. How's that for comfort? It brings a lot of comfort. So, how, what do you would you say to people that say that you just uh, you're just comforting yourself, that God is in yourself, that you you're answering yourself when you pray, you're answering your own prayers? Is God Does in you matter? or God out of you? I don't know. I'm asking you. I'm asking your that, opinion. That's what it, my answer is, is. Does it matter where it does comes it from? If if in the moment I'm seeking comfort, self-validation, does it matter where it comes from? Whether it I'm doing it to myself. I don't, I don't trust myself. So I don't need myself to validate me. I need somebody out. I need an external God. Mm -hmm. I need a I need I need a God that sits. I don't want I don't want the one that sits in the cloud and goes. Ah, oh, I see what you're doing. I don't want that God. I want to go. Oh, oh, hey, hey, hey. When you're all right. When you're finished, I will. Uh, let's talk about. I'm here to. I'm here to talk about that prayer you had. That's the God I want. Almost, almost the George Burns God. Mm -hmm. You remember him? Yep, I do. That would he would be a cool God, wouldn't he? Trip, stop. Stop. Wouldn't I, if I'm gonna have that? Wouldn't be a bad guy. Huh? Who? So, all right. Let's do this real quick. All right, so, don't lose their place. Please bring me back this Disney note. But out of the, all the movie gods that you can remember, I'm not gonna remind you of any of them because I got one that's really gonna kill, kill you. Which one would you like to be yours? I like Morgan Freeman. <laughs> Ah, from what movie? Yeah. Which one? What was the name of which one? Did, he's been God in a couple, right? Yeah, I think so. I liked him in uh, Bruce Almighty. Yeah. 
That was a good one. Seven finger, hit seven fingers on it. <laughs> I like seven. Ah. What about you, Diz? I can't think of a specific movie example, but it would definitely be the benevolent father figure. That so you want the city? Do you want the sitting on the cloud? Do you want in the chair? Not necessarily. Really? So when you close your eyes and, and pray, you don't you don't see you don't see anything. No. Really? It's more about what I feel than what I see. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, what about you, Shirley? Do you see anything when you pray? So I still don't believe in God. I don't either. I I I, I believe. I mean, I, well, we'll get into that later. But do you see anything when you pray, when you meditate? How about that? Does meditate? Does that help you, sweetheart? <laughs> Does yes. that help you to meditate? Okay. <laughs> so it helped. It helped. But I want to tell you, it helped me too. It it helped me to say meditate for a long time. So as long as it helps you, ma'am, I will oblige. I mean, for me, it's all, it's, everything's connected. And I see, I mean, when, when I start the meditation, it's me talking. So that's what I hear. It's the silent meditation. That's the harder one. And that's when I, I don't see things. It's more, it's more of a feeling, but it, and it's a lot of times it's people in my family that are were close to me that have passed. That I feel are almost like angels that, yeah. So do you see them or no? I don't see them, but I definitely feel them because, and they're different. Because sometimes I see. I don't don't see anything. Dark, do you see black? Like just solid blackness? Like like space, the final frontier. (laughs) Yes, it's just a feeling. But but I've had it where I thought it was like my brother, (laughs) and then it gets corrected. It's like, no, it's Charlie. (laughs) <laughs> yeah huh. that's so i guess now i have so now i feel weird that's so they say you know one out of three in the group are weird i was gonna say you but i'm the only one to see shit when i pray <laughs> what does that mean that's a little weird it just means you're visual yeah well so maybe that's most men most men are visual right that's true Huh. Well, that's a little weird. Okay, let's get back on track. Where were we at, Diz? We were talking about tower moments, I believe. Yeah. So, tower moments. I'm having a hard time defining my tower moments. Or how many towers can I have? I, I feel like I'm I'm built I'm living in Luxembourg right now with all the towers I have. You can have as that, many as you need. The the Luxembourg kind of that too much. Is that more is that like Dennis Miller on on uh Monday Night Football just didn't hit the red right off? Because think about towers as as resolutions of situations or things that you feel. Well, that's it. They're culminations, right? That's that's kind of, and I guess that's a good discussion. Man. I feel a tower moment is a is a culmination of some sort, or like a graduation almost. How do you feel about that that word, coral, uh, graduation, coronation? Yeah, because you with each tower, you are resolving and letting something go, so it right. is an ending of sorts, so that you can have a different beginning. 
They just start giving us patches. <laughs> hey, I got the. Oh, hey, you got the mummy issue. Yeah, nailed it. So we got both ears. Great. Wait, he cut up his. Who cut up his ear? Is that of us? We could develop those and put them in our shop. <laughs> wait, the, wait, the ears? What? The patches. Oh, okay. Maybe we could buy the patches for the tower moment. Yes. I've had a lot, right? I don't. I still don't know what that is that left me this morning. I haven't gone back to watch the, the Patreon yet, but you, you, so Shirley said she noticed it. Did you see something leave me, man? Your I, attitude I arms, definitely changed. I put my arms above my head and leaned back the first time, like pushed my belly out. It, something just went. It hit me like it took something out of me. And I felt it. I told you all about that smell, right? Wow, that took me in a weird place, didn't it? What did Suzanne tell you? Surely I need to learn how to listen to her. Yep. And she's also telling you about the belly breathing, too. Yeah, so that means I shut up, shouldn't I? <laughs> can't talk this much and listen at the same time. Can we edit all that up? We can. <laughs> uh, no, you know, you know what I mean. So let's let's get back on track. Oh, oh I'm so sorry, guys. Tower moments. So I had my I had my mom my mom my uh, mother wound tower moment, where it's definitely not over with. I got I got a lifetime of that shit to deal with from time to time. But for a level of forgiveness I've never had for in the past, so I feel pretty cool about that as a tower moment. Let's say that's the biggest. Yeah. All right. So, what do you do after the tower moment? What do I do? I sit. I sit, and the universe shows me stuff. Sometimes it shows me stuff in a tarot card. Sometimes it just—I mean, literally. Sometimes it'll—it'll it'll tell me on the radio. What's next? <laughs> Remember that time that happened. <laughs> Here, so you want to know? So, so I didn't know what I was gonna do, man. I'm at Harbor Freight, making fifteen dollars an hour part time. I hate it. It's lovely. I love talking to people, but man, you know, fifteen dollars an hour. So, I'm in there. I'm working at night, be bopping around. I got my headphones in. I can't hear shit. I'm doing, and I don't mind it. That's pretty cool. And I bend over, and my headphones, one of my AirPods, falls out. And when it falls out, I hear on the radio, over the radio, overhead radio, it says. If you ever have a, anybody ever tell you you have a voice for radio? Hey, that's me. And they're like, like well, come on down to so-and-so address and we'll give you a try. I was like, no shit. So I, I went down there the next morning, gave it a try. Literally, just drove down there and said, walked in. And they gave me an interview and went back for another interview, which was very nice of them, very kind. It didn't, it didn't work out for some reason we can talk about later. But the, uh, The direction, it was a nudge in the right direction. That that was an actual push. The, I mean, I had AirPods don't fall out of my ears. 
right at the right time that happened. Are you shitting me? <clears throat> That's why I listened. And I even got my truck and said, no, I can't afford it. I said, no, it'll make it. And we did. Uh, so, yeah. That was like, here's what you're going to do next, dickhead. I've been trying to tell you this your whole life. Everybody, every, everywhere you go, so we, oh, well, you got a voice radio. Yeah, thanks. And then never, so the universe has been telling me forever this time. I was like, fucking get out. But why did it have to take everything else from me? It's weird. It does I'm not questioning the universe. Roll with it. That's how I dealt with mine. So what do you do for maintenance, Shirley? You said you do quiet meditation. Well, I still do the meditation, and I, I kind of do meditation when I'm driving now. Basically, I'm talking out loud all the time. Yeah. How do you feel in traffic doing that? Oh, I figure it's, it looks as bad as when I'm singing, so. <laughs> People just assume you're on Bluetooth, right? Yeah, or something. I, I don't worry about that. Yeah. Love it about you. But I'm happier. I mean, I'm, and I'm, I en I'm enjoying being happier. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Wouldn't, I mean, that, that's what everybody wants, right? Yeah. So how long do you sit in this happiness until you move forward into the next happiness, until you get uncomfortable again? I don't know yet. I'll let you know when it happens. Because <laughs> how many, how many, how long have you been happy? Different, different happy. How long have you been in the comfortable happiness? The uh, it's probably just been a few, couple months, maybe. Right. I mean, I've been Alexa, really busy. Pause. Can I ask you this? Have in that in that couple of months of happiness, there's been quite a few uncomfortable times, right? Mm, not really. Not that much. <laughs> really? Surely now. Uh I think I seem to remember somebody complaining about being out of their comfort zone a lot. Oh that, yeah. Okay, that's Oh good. yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, you mean you Yeah, mean I've that gotten I've gotten used to that. Yeah, but by I think I think that was kind of roundabout. Hoping you would work with me on that one. Sure Sorry, I, I missed but, that. One. But I think I'm not I'm not lying when I say that you have been really really uncomfortable in your new comfortableness. Yeah, because it's it's easier to do things that are uncomfortable when you're you've got a better baseline, I guess, of being happy. It's easy to do things uh, more more uncomfortable things when you're comfortable. Yeah, I know it doesn't make any sense, but. That makes total sense to me. It's like I'm sprinkling tagine into my pina colada juice right now. That makes sense to me. A little lemon lime, chili, pina colada. It's no, no. Oh, maybe a little bit of rum. Nope, no rum. So, Diz, what do you do for maintenance? Um. I live in a state of uh, stream of conscious prayer, Ooh. which means it doesn't start, it doesn't end. It's just like a, a conversation, like a chat line that's left open 24-7. And if I think of something, I say it. 
if I need to ask something, I ask it. If I see someone, pass someone on the street who seems to need help, I say a prayer for that person right then. I don't mm. wait until the end of the day and make a list, you know, a prayer list yeah, like a lot of Christians do. The stream yeah. of conscious prayer works very well because I have ADD. I may not remember at the end of the day <laughs> the things that I saw to pray about. Um, so yeah. maybe that's and why. They may, not need that. they may not need that prayer at the end of the day. Exactly. They may have needed it much before. So um, I just live in that stream of conscious all the time. But then, um, you know, Lately, I've also been experimenting with tarot to uh, okay. learn to read them, to ask more direct questions and get more direct answers. And that's so how, do, how do you well how do you know you can how do you know you can trust your tarot cards? How do you know you're not just full of crap? Because I know who who I'm asking the questions to. How do you know? Because they give me affirming answers usually. That two days later, it was a yeah, that was right. You know. It's so hard to trust sometimes, Owen. Well, that's that's what faith is. It's believing in, in things that you can't see. Uh, what? There's a fart joke there somehow. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just leave that up to you all. Okay. Uh, uh, faith is a hard one, man. It is. A lot of people struggle with it. But I don't. How do you... When the one... It's hard. It's getting... You gotta trust yourself first, right? I don't want to trust myself either. I know me. I trust and have faith in the process more so than in any what process being or something. Just the, I mean, the meditation, that process has been helping me a lot. And I see the um, changes in me and I see, I mean, there were, I see the changes. <laughs> there were times where, I mean, just meditating, like I said, that's when I started crying or anything else, but I also was able to look back at past relationships and actually thank my ex-boyfriends for the lessons that I learned at the time and for things like that. Hey, like, I would have never come up with that on my own. Do you mind? Do you mind if we share that? How you did, how you got to that? Sure. Go for it. How'd you, how'd, how'd you work through, through all that stuff? Well, a lot of it was, I mean, with your help of telling me how to do the meditation of, cause we, I was doing, we did. okay. Kim, so we did this purposefully, right? Mm -hmm. We said we sat down and said, "Okay, we have a month. Let's fix this. Let's see what we can get accomplished in a month, right?" Yep. And that's and that's been what two months ago. Yeah. Yeah. All right. How's it working? It's it's working really. I mean, when I saw you talking about meditation, I went and I got the apps, and I was listening to the apps. <laughs> I know. And the first so, thing you I love it. Yeah, you don't need the apps. <laughs> right. I said, so, listen to them when you're sleeping. They're great. I love yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. They were, they were helpful. So it was just the 
um, the thankful meditation and doing it out loud. And mostly it was like thanking my friends and family. And then you told me to do it specifically what, what, what it was that, that I wanted to wow. thank them for. And yeah, and pretty much every time I do that, at some point, I'll start crying. Thank you. What? Do you, uh, did you ever finish the one where you thank the people you hate the most for what they are the best at? So some degree, like I said, I, I did the old relationships, but I still have that list that we never finished going through that. But yeah, there's a lot in there. And then we have a lot of lists. And yeah. And then there's also. Uh, I didn't mean Wait, I didn't mean a lot of boyfriends. That's not what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> no, you gave me lots of homework assignments. <laughs> yeah, I did. And reading assignments. But yeah, so what happens it. when the meditation isn't enough? What happens when the meditation gets too common? How do you continue to challenge yourself in a, in a meditation? It's kind of a combination of going deeper and adding to it or, or just trusting the process again of just doing it consistently and doing it maybe more often. Ladies and gentlemen, we might have just figured out the first way ever that men and women can talk about going deeper on anything without getting their feelings hurt. Meditation. Maybe. <sighs> yeah, I walked right into that one. <laughs> so with meditation, man, I, I'm proud of you because, you know, you were you really did think the apps were meditation. Yeah, and I, I, I love I love that about your confidence, but it scares the shit out of me sometimes. <laughs> You can confident on some weird shit. Hey, stop, buddy. So going deeper. So what about you? Sure. I mean, so let's let's this with your with your current with your continuous stream of meditation. With your continuous stream of meditation, uh, how do you go deeper? Do you go deeper, or is it just like? Nope, I'm a, I'm a, I got the cruise control set at 57 miles an hour. We ain't never getting stopped for nothing. I do go deeper. Um, How? A few different ways. Uh, back in my Judeo-Christian background, I would spend time Ooh. doing actual Bible study. Did you do like Muay Thai Brazilian? Hmm? Did, did you do Muay Thai Brazilian judy, Judo? No, no, no. no. <laughs> um, sorry. No. I'm so sorry. I'm like seven years old sometimes. So, yeah. <laughs> the pink is coming from my shirt. <laughs> um, so you, so you went to coffee. I'm sorry. I really did derail that one. So you went you went to school for this and I'm making fun of I, I studied theology in college. And so, you know, okay. my fail safe used to be go back to the Bible, do actual uh, you know, nitty-gritty, um, I'm gonna use a big word, exegesis Bible study. Yeah. That just means breaking it down to the core. What does yeah. the language actually mean? Because there's so much uh, literal and unliteral interpretation of the Bible itself. So, you know, that was the skill that I learned in studying theology is um, how to actually read the Bible and understand what it means. And that's what I would do is I would go find my answers there. Now, I don't lean so much on that. Um, what do you lean on? I do a lot more sitting and listening. Um, 
it is meditation, a form of meditation and prayer. Um, but then I've, I've also, you know, like I said, I've also started working with the tarot too, because there are times I just want specific answers mm -hmm. to specific questions. And I feel like I can get more specific answers doing that than just meditating. Right. A lot of people think the tarot is dark arts. It isn't. There's nothing magic about the cards. Um, you hear the voice of the universe, God, the spirit, however you, the divine, however you, whatever name you do want you to hear, give it. Do you hear it in a, like a human voice or is it? You read it from the cards. When you're doing tarot, you read it from the cards. It's the message that's coming through the cards is from um, your ancestors who are staying around you guiding you and trying to send you messages because they can see what is going to happen to you in the future. They can see what happened to you. Yeah, I, see. I so want to know who's around me because I don't know who my ancestors are. Right? I mean, I know who my, I, I don't know if anybody, you know, who, who are these people? Who's mm -hmm. guiding me? How, how can I trust them? I don't know who I am. How can I know who they are? It's a fascinating concept. I think we all would like to know um, who's hanging around. But then we also have angels that are assigned by God because God is on the mission, but he literally can't be everywhere. He I'm has an cool army. With that. I'm you cool. Know? I think my guy's named Forrest and he likes he likes like green colors and he like he's he's almost gay, I think. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. I think one of my spirit guides is kind of gay. He leans me in he leans me into some really cool fashion trends. You could have something there. I know. I'm not, I'm not kidding. <laughs> I have no. I'm not kidding one bit. <coughs> nope. He, but he wears a lot of polos. It's weird. Like pullover, polo collar shirt. Well, that gives you the time frame in which he lived. Mm -hmm. He wasn't Moses' time. He didn't go that far back because well, when did polos come into fashion? Eighties, seventies, after the court of Henry the Eighth. <laughs> I hope he drives a Corvette. I've never seen him drive. I hope he has a Corvette. Maybe that's why you are in love with Corvettes. Maybe that's where you get that. Yeah, I think every man loves a Corvette every now and then. <laughs> I love that song. She's hotter than a two-dollar pistol. You remember that one? You ever heard that, dude? I'm trying to think. <clears throat> I, I guess not. Oh, she was hotter than a two-dollar pistol. It's, he's talking to this kid about this. He pulls in. This kid pulls into the gas station with his hot little Corvette or whatever. This and the, the guy's like, "Hey, man, I sure do like your ride." And he goes, "Yes, yeah, that thing's hotter than a two dollar pistol." She was a fat. I had one just like it. He goes, "In this deal." And he goes, "Yeah, that's a cool car." And he goes, "Boy, that what I'm talking about the car. I'm the girl in the seat. I like it." But so, what about these? What about that taxi cab confession or that taxi cab uh, medium guy? Those guys. So, how, so do you think those guys can really see who's around you? I believe some can. Yes. Because I can feel who's around me. I I get signs, uh, the same signs and synchronicities in different places. Things I read, things I see, things I hear. Other people say that I see evidence that someone else is there and I can kind of identify who might have said that to me. But I also feel that really? I do I do I feel a lot of things because my intuition is really strong. 
Yeah. I know both oh, sets of my that... grandparents are hanging around at different times. See, wouldn't that be really cool if the smells were one of my grandmothers that I knew? Well, that's what I'm wondering. Is that it might not have anything to do with the house. It may just be she found you. Maybe I just or you were in the frame of mind to feel her. I could finally hear her. Yeah. Dear God. This whole thing is just, uh, it's almost too much. And the, I didn't even, so I'm, I'm, I've stopped, I've stopped sharing with you guys the, uh, the, the that, that terror, that reader that I like so much, Jack. The one that she just posted is just, it just kills me. It's like, oh, shit, are you kidding me? What about it? Kills you? It just, it's like, yeah, I know. It's affirmation. It's, it's, uh, every question I had was answered in those two, in like two different, in six minutes. Literally. And, and it's all, it's everything I've even said on the Patreon the last couple of days about, <laughs> I have to lose the best of me to find the, the, uh, the rest of me. Is that what I said this morning? That's what I should have said this morning. I like the way that. How do you like the way that sounds? I have to. I have to lose the best of me right now, so I can find the. Rest of me. Does that make any sense? In a way, because you're talking about your ego, I believe. Our ego tells us what the best of us is. And maybe in order to reach some things, you need to let the ego go to discover something new about yourself. Hmm. Obviously, water. But will you ever really let her go? Or are you just letting her rest for a bit? I have to let her go for now. I can't. <clears throat> I can't allow her to keep. I can't fuel it. She has to do this on her own. I don't want to change her mind. I don't want take her voice. She doesn't have a voice right now. Why would I want to give her mine? I, I don't want her <laughs> I don't want to tell her she's wrong. I want her to figure out that she's listening, that she's wrong. However long that takes. I love that kid. I just can't. Yeah, y'all. I mean, I'm not. Uh, I'm not sure where that comes from. But that's that's how it felt this morning for sure. Oh boy, you doing all right, truly? Yeah. 
Yeah. You're for quiet. I get kind of emotional when you're talking about grace. I can't help it. You'll be all right. You know, it's a, it's a, it hasn't been that long. It feels like it's been forever. It feels like it's been a lifetime. It's been six months. <laughs> sometimes sure when we were, he yeah, sometimes when we were healthy, we wouldn't talk much in six months. <laughs> Whenever when we were living together. So. Most days she probably doesn't even miss it. If you ever see this kiddo, sometimes I forget their camera's rolling. I'm sorry. Apologies. Oops. Jeez. Oh, Trip, get out of the window. Thank you, buddy. My, my, so the original statement of the State of the Union is my, my brain is a mess. <laughs> I am not one bit worried that it's not going to get cleaned up this weekend. Because this, remember you said a minute ago that you learned to sit and listen, right? Yeah. yeah. I think, and you said that sit and listen sometimes turned into meditation, right? Yeah, so. Was that close to what you said or is that what you said? That's pretty much what I said, yes. That's pretty much what I meant too. So I believe for the past year I've been meditating on my porch. Sitting there watching the world go by. Waiting for something and I didn't know what it was. I'm not sure that I know the tower moment that kicked off the <clears throat> the lantern in the barn. But something lit a fire. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, six generations to heal from here, right? Okay. Over here. So let's work on the next one. She can work on the next ones after that. I think it's too late for me to affect three and four, but she's young. We get her. She get her ready to move on to the next level, and she has. She probably has two or three more generations in her to affect. We'll get on that Johnson fast track, and this is. What if this is what if this is the first go around? What if this is all first generational shit? And y'all don't, don't listen to me. Talk all you want around my shit if you need to. But what if, so what I'm saying is, 
So, and this is what I need to talk to Suzanne again for the rest of my life is if I'm responsible for seven generations and not in, not in a creepy way, Suzanne, I don't want to love you. I mean, I love you, but never mind. But I, if I'm responsible for seven generations, what if this is, what if I'm not, what if I'm not a leftover? What if I'm not the third up? What How do you know I'm, where you are in the line of seven? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so, and here's my, and here's the reason that I think I might be like the basement, you know, going, everybody's, everybody's going up from Jeff, right? This is, this is as low as it gets, right? Because if you look at everybody in the family of my genetic father, they would be, there is no doubt in, the, in anybody's mind that knows them, has been around them or anything else, that they are very, very successful in a modern way. Get back, trip, no. You know what I mean? Multiple businesses, multiple, I mean, more, just you. I mean, they're like fantastic. Level. But no matter what, the, and I don't obviously don't need or want anything from I, I would just love to hang around them more. Now, I didn't need to a little while ago, but I wouldn't mind recently. But uh, yeah, so and then you go to my mom's side. She was very, very traditional, everything else, and then she fractured herself off with the pregnancy, also. So I have no generational stuff, no, you know, coming into, and, and then I, I've landed in you know, three other strangers places or 35 other strangers places. So maybe this is generation one. Well, but she did say that we are all responsible for seven generations, which I believe means regardless of the generation that you're in, because we all come from Adam and Eve. And so if you're one, who was responsible for the ones before you? Right. I think it's continuous. I think we were passed down responsibility for seven generations. And your daughter will have seven generations. And her children so will have seven there's, generations. So there's no new souls on the planet. <laughs> there may not be. I do see how my math doesn't work, right? My logic <laughs> doesn't work there. I don't, I don't. It's a very romantic logic, though. <laughs> and I think it's romantic logic because, you know, as humans, we we want to think that we leave our something behind. want to think that we made uh, something. Like, I want to think that I made my daughter, my left more for my daughter than, than was left for me. You know? Don't we all want to leave the better place? We do. No. I mean, my son and I are wiping out generational um, abuse and trauma in, in our family with his children. You know, it was a conscious conversation yeah. and decision. Yeah, but I don't know if I have any. See, see, okay. I don't, I'm, do I have any generational stuff? If I've never, there's no gener. I'm the first generation. You know, I'm the first generation of these two families coming together. Right? And, and I wasn't raised in their environment, so I'm I'm just a fucking petri dish of fucked up. Really. 
That's why I want to know who's around me. I want to know which one of these drunk motherfuckers been leading me around my fucking life. Because <laughs> I swear to God, whoever takes over that one every now and then, we're... And you want to see the picture of my, of my dad when he got his first 1964 Corvette. Tux. I'll send it to you. Scary. Did I ever post any of that stuff? Maybe I'll post it on Father. Oh, I missed it on Father's Day. Cool. How long have we been running, guys? We've been running one hour and 19 minutes, and we probably had about 20, 25 minutes of business meeting before we started. It's me. Yeah. We want to call that the lifestyles of the rich and famous dreams we will never live. Those are the business meetings we have. <laughs> I'm Robin Leach's gay lover. Oh my God. The, the one thing that I'm trying my best in moving forward and trying to trust my tower moments in my work said I try to look back at my success, my most recent things that I was most worried about and how well they turned out and how much fear I had going into them. Yes. If I had to break down a tower moment of my faith, the first time I ever had any faith. Get the hell back, you jackass. That's the fucking devil in that door. But I had no faith. I didn't trust anything I couldn't touch. And that first time, <laughs> I was driving to work, and uh, this dark outside, and I was having all kinds of truck problems with the, with the, air, with the uh, alternator, the batteries, and I had no money, and the state of Texas was pulling everything, and I was getting nothing, and it was no soda. Everything was fucked up. <clears throat> and I was consumed in it for about five minutes. <clears throat> and all of a sudden, it just dawned on me in this really moment of clarity as I was getting off the highway. I said, Ow. and I didn't even say it on purpose. I just said, fuck it. I trust you. And you, <laughs> I said, I said, fuck it. I trust you. I said, you got me through everything. Every time I've ever been here, I give it up. You got it. And then I pulled up to the red light. I'm like, what the fuck did I just say? I, I literally looked behind me like somebody said it. I didn't say it. And I, and I finished that line. And I just started bawling like a little bitch. It was green, but, you know, it's in Oak City, so nobody's behind me. And uh, I drove off, like, driving through a thunderstorm. I couldn't see shit. The waterworks were turned off. And uh, I realized I just I just trusted something that I couldn't see. That's the tower moment. All so you did discover some faith there. Do what? So you did discover some faith there. Yeah, that's the first. Yeah. 
Mrs. Osborne in town on this week. Maybe two. <laughs> We're like, I don't know, Garland. Oh, shit. Whew. That's a rough one. Thank you very much for interrupting that trip, Dick. I mean, trip, Dick. I mean, Dickhead. I mean, trip. That may or may not have been our purpose. I can't tell sometimes. <laughs> Well, I got nothing else to talk about, guys. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm willing to. T- if y'all got something, I'm in to argue with y'all about something. Just what, what do you got? Let me tell you how many ways you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm still having trouble with the whole concept of tower because to me, when you talk about a tower, first thing I want to do is knock it down. It's kind of like you've overcome something. And well, I mean, you can choose to be a bowling ball, or you can choose to be a pin. I guess I don't care. Yeah. I prefer to build things up in my life and tear them down. Damn. It's violent. <laughs> tip of the spear. You are the tip of the spear, lady. You go through and tear, break those walls down and Diz and I come behind you and build them back up. Fair enough, Diz? Sure, why not? <laughs> yeah. So we're, so we're going to... We can find this on uh, conversationromance.com, right, Diz? Yes, we and can. We, uh, and eventually, on there, one of these days, we're going to test the fact that you can actually order somebody outside of this three of us can order a T-shirt and it'll get to their house, I think. That might happen. But we are going to go on the road no real. matter what. What's that? <laughs> the capability is real. In theory. We have to get more music. Oh, well. I, uh, <clears throat> thank you very much for your time, Diz. It's got to be the hardest work. But you, I mean, you get paid the same as I do. Well, I get snacks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but pretty soon, me snacks is Sue snacks, right? That's very probably mean something dirty in Mexico. <laughs> That's in Mexico. <laughs> Going to hell. I'm going to get canceled. Los Yentos, mi amigos. Probably offensive to you, brother. I'm white. I can fuck anything up. All right. If I'm out of here, you want to stop the recording, Diz? We can finish up after that. We'll just take us out with a little bit of music. What do we got on the way out, Diz? Thank you so much. Season 2, episode 13. Who the hell thought we'd have made it this far, everybody? Woo!